Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Block from the shotgun. JSN is wide to the far side. Drew looks, throws that way, got JSN, he reaches up, makes the catch, touchdown, Seahawks, holy catfish, what a throw by Drew Locke, what an over-the-shoulder catch, and with 28 seconds left, the Seahawks lead 19-17. to What did he say, holy catfish? Yeah. I'm trying to look up, I want to know if that's the actual fish that they throw there in that farmer's market. You know, the Seattle. Holy catfish! I haven't heard that one before. You know the fish that they always sling and catch? Oh, like uh, the bread at Peyton's house on Thanksgiving or whatever? But you do know what I'm referring to. I have no clue what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Peyton, do you know what I'm talking about in Seattle at the fish market? The, uh, I'm sorry, you said the fish and what? <laughs> Sorry, I was looking for the the drop and I, I didn't hear what Who's you said. Who's running the fan cam back there? Uh, this is Ryan back here. Ryan, Welcome Ryan back, or Ryan. Cri- Ryan or Chris? Ryan, you were missed. You, I missed you bad, and I let Carter know about it. That diva Mel Kipe, Mel Crapper Jr. back there preparing for his KMC segment did not have the photos up, was not quick on the draw, didn't have the audio, didn't have the video. I was like, get Ryan back in here. Do either of you guys know what I'm talking about when they throw the fish in Seattle and people can go and catch it? Chris, head nod, yes or no, be honest. His name's Chris, right? Yes. He's not. He's, it's he's, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, no, Jeff is like. Waving a wand somewhere. <laughs> oh my God. You guys are the dumbest. Group I have no of idea what the hell you're talking about. You go slinging to, the catfish. You go to Seattle. Uh huh. You go to like the farmer's market and the tourist thing to do, they throw a fish across the table over the counter and everyone like tries to catch it. Now I know I haven't heard of it because that's really stupid. <laughs> I don't I Why would I'm, that I'm be a shock. thing? I'm in shock. I'm in total shock. I can't believe it. But I don't, I don't know that that, that was a catfish. Pike place and it's salmon. It's probably salmon. That's what somebody's saying on the yes. fan text. Yes. So Pike play. You've so, seen it, Bobby. You've I have seen no it idea what you're talking about. In every single Seahawks game in the history of civilization, except for I think last night, 
they show that tour. You know, like for the Cowboys play, we gotta see the bump shot. Yeah, we gotta we, we gotta see the live animal, the the steers walking the streets in Fort Worth. That's Seattle's thing with the fish being thrown. Well, now that we know it's a a, a salmon, yeah. now that we know that it's salmon, why did he say holy catfish? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. But Rockwall's very own Jackson Smith and Jigba. Next time. With Los Hombres, and you guys are talking about a guy's trip, be like, let's go to Seattle and catch the salmon. And let's see how many people know. They'll all know what you're talking about. I don't know. About. Seattle's more of a couple's town. I don't think we I can take Seattle that. I thought Seattle was coffee, those. though. Don't they have, like, Starbucks there? Like yeah, they yeah. have coffee, but, oh, God, jeez. Yeah, no. Where's uh, Choppy? Where's Choppy? Thank you, Nick Hillman <laughs> and Kevin. That's a salmon Pikes Peak fish market. Rockwall's very own with the game-winning touchdown catch as the Seattle catfish shock. The Eagles and the Cowboys are back alive. Did what a way sh- to go to sleep. What did y'all do? Where were you in the living room? What did you do when Njigba caught it or you had to wait for the interception heave at the end? When did you believe it was over? Did you think that the Eagles still had a chance, especially after Hurts had that long run? They needed about 12 or 13 more yards to get in Jake Elliott field goal range. What did you honestly think? Everyone on the chartwork.com text line. When the replay confirmed the interception. That's when I thought it was finally over. All right, because you thought they were going to luck out again? Yep, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. But that, And that's exactly what it is, luck. Look at that because it's, it's not that stunning. Like, Philadelphia is not that good of a football team this year. That's what it's good. Or, or I should say this. They're still good offensively. They're banged up. Look, you love that note. 17 turnovers for Jalen Hurts this season, tied for the most in the NFL. That's uh, that's a perfect note. I hope Dan Orlovsky just rips him to shreds today since that's what they want to do with Dak all offseason. But... Man, the offense for them is is still efficient. They still have their their physicality and the tush push and everything else. That defense is awful. It's a bad defense all the way around. And I would I would rather play the Philadelphia Eagles any day of the week over San Francisco, Buffalo, Baltimore, Miami. There's there's probably ten teams I would feel would have a better shot of beating Dallas today than Philly. Well, I don't know where to start. I have a shower, a fish juice shower of audio to go through, whether it's Jalen Hurts. Fish juice shower. Uh, Darius Slay. It's a Pike Pike Market reference. It wasn't that great. Could be a reference to something else. But how about Angelo Cataldi, the one who used to give us the best spy audio, and Peyton is spying on WI Filthy uh, in Pennsylvania. Angelo went on a podcast last week and forecasted the following. These are the views of Nostradamus, all right? The man with the schnoz. All right, <laughs> anyway, here we go. The Eagles will lose to Seattle, all right? They will I lose. I think so, too. Even if Drew Locke is the quarterback, they will still lose. In that environment, they are so lost, they will lose next Monday night. Then... They will win the next three against awful opponents, the Giants, Arizona, the Giants. The excitement in Philadelphia will build back up, but they will not get the first seat. They will then go, and they will lose the first playoff game. The Eagles this year are not going anywhere. Woo! They'll make the playoffs because they, they were one and done. I guarantee it. Danny, it's over. This team stinks defensively. They stink. <laughs> Angelo Cataldi on Jacob Sports. Nailed it, Nostradamus. Nailed it. You got it. 
And by the way, this is if Dallas manages to get Philadelphia in the playoffs, like like if that's who they get as their draw, then I know I I think you need to give Angelo a call and and have Angelo come on to preview it that week. Him and Eskin both. I think that that would be. I think they hate each other. I think that'd be not at the same time, but I think we should just have them separately. I think that'd be enjoyable because, man, this is, this is a. There, there's a lot of problems man. here in Dallas with 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 the run defense right now. Uh, you know, we have questions about how they play on the road, specifically how they play on the road against, you know, good football teams. I would not trade Dallas's problems right now for Philadelphia's problems. Philadelphia is just, they are in a bad spot. This is six weeks in a row they've been outplayed. Six weeks. That's a long time for a team that claims they're a contender. Jalen Hurts. Like Lud Hurts. Last three games, 638 passing yards, zero passing touchdowns. Mm -hmm. In three games, two interceptions, 71 passer rating, and the big quote and word, that is going to be all over First Fake and all the shows today is the word commitment. Because Jalen Hurts said last night he doesn't think the team is committed right now. You have a 10-3 and football team heading into last night that quietly tries to throw their defensive coordinator under the bus, putting him upstairs, and then you have Matt Patricia calling the plays. You have Darius Slay sounding like he wished he was a Dallas Cowboy and now you have Jalen Hurts bringing up the word commitment. We have not had any of that type of drama around here with basically the same record. A worse record. A worse record. And we haven't had these types of things seep out. Jalen Hurts said it last night. And Seth Joyner, who is either loved or hated, there's no in-between. He's the former linebacker. And he does, like, their Barry Church analysis on the TV postgame show. He, uh... He was not holding back on this Eagles offense yesterday. All season long, this football team has been trying to tell us who they were. But because they were winning so much, they were lucking into some of these wins. We just chose to ignore it, you know. And, you know, I, I, I think now that all of Philadelphia can see, you know, who they really are. They're not the team that we thought they were on so many levels. And I'm not going to go so far as to say – I'm not going to put it all on the players because I witnessed too much stuff in the game that tells me, listen, there's no creativity offensively. You know, when you should be running on the edges, they're running right up the middle. Guys are getting beat in the middle. You know, when you should be running outside, when you're supposed to be, when you should be running inside, you're running outside. You know, the pass plays look like they have no continuity to them. It's Jalen Hurts looks lost. He doesn't go through a progression. It's like I'm throwing the ball to A.J. Brown or I'm throwing the ball over here or I'm throwing the ball over here, and he locks onto that guy and he does not come off. Only the Los Angeles Chargers, who just gave up 63 points the other day, only the Los Angeles Chargers over the last month have a worse point differential than the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. They are just the, – the fact is, is that they are – this is who they the, – the, we had talked about earlier – this is they are the Minnesota Vikings of last year. That's who they are. They were winning these close games and it wasn't going to be sustainable. They were going to start running out of their luck and teams who are lucky generally start to run out of that luck in December and January. That's not a coincidence. When things tighten up, that's where the luck starts to run out. There is I think there outside of maybe Minnesota which just doesn't have a quarterback right now. 
there's nobody else currently in the NFC playoffs that I would rather play more than Philly. Outside of Minnesota. Outside of Minnesota, who just doesn't have a quarterback. There is not another team you would rather play more than Philly. Would rather play Philly over San Francisco, Detroit, Detroit Tampa. I'd rather play Philly Come right now over Tampa. Do, Baker Mayfield and the way that they can attack things, the Mike Evans-Chris Godwin connection, I'd rather, I'd rather play Philly than Tampa right now. Two different points of speculation out there. Jalen Hurts is not right. Uh, as last night, he was battling the illness. Oh, God, the Jordan. Lisa Salters with the Jordan game comparisons beforehand in the pre. So Jalen Hurts is not right that we're going to hear about some type of surgery or something after the season ends. And Dave Hellman was speculating about, we talked a lot here about Mike McCarthy's ego. He's speculating over Nick Sirianni's ego, that there's so much talk about Shane Steichen and the amazing job he's doing in Indianapolis. And remember, Steichen was the offensive coordinator for Filthy last year. And Dave's like, that's the only explanation for the way Philly plays offense instead of using this offensive line to run the football down your throat that Nick Sirianni's ego wants to throw it and do these different things with the Eagles offense versus just outright ground and pound you into submission. But last night, they had rushing attempts. Uh, They had rushing attempts. If you look at the box score, it does not appear like they abandoned and went away from Mm -hmm. the running game. Um, but you're like, okay, they have this offensive line. DeAndre Swift is a nice back. Well, why don't they just run all over you versus letting Jalen Hurts try to throw this thing around from the pocket, which is still not a strength. I mean, they are, they're fifth in the NFL in rushing attempts. They're 21st in passing attempts. Like, I, I don't feel like, I mean, has that been when so we... You agree Hellman's an idiot. I, I'm just saying that that Dave definitely, I mean, he went to California and uh, he, he lost his mind. But <laughs> I, I don't I don't see it as a something where that team, it doesn't feel like Sirianni abandons the run at all. In fact, I wish they'd abandon it more. I wish they'd let Jalen Hurts throw it more. They, they yeah. pretty consistently rely on moving the ball with the running game. I feel Listen like. to former Eagle linebacker Seth Joyner talking about, oh, this is going to make you feel good. This going to make you feel good as a Cowboys fan losing out on Darius. Shaq Leonard is nothing more than a Band-Aid, if mm. at best. He's an old Band-Aid, okay? <laughs> it's, it's, he's not a fix. He is not a fix. He is no better than what we had. So all that excitement about, oh, we got Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard has nothing. I'm watching a guy play. He has no speed. Ooh. He has no power, no <laughs> explosiveness. He has nothing, okay? And when you can't stop the run, you can't stop anything else. And when you're afraid to bring pressure, okay, because you're so afraid that you're going to give up so much on the back end, you're playing, you're playing to die, okay? I mean, you, you, you let this guy walk the ball down the field. You're playing not to lose. And anytime you're playing not to lose out of a position of fear, guess what? Nine times out of ten, you usually lose. Going at Shaq Leonard, tearing him apart. Darius, I'm sorry. I'm not referring him to Shaq after he uh, chose the Eagles over us. So now that we've seen this for a few weeks now, as bad as things are in our own house, would you agree that Philadelphia is just not the team that they were portrayed to be for the first 10, 12 weeks of the season? God, is this what you want? I'm just asking. Is this, is this what you want? This is the third time you're attempting to try to pat your own self on the no, back. No, no, no. This is not about patting me on the back. This is just about accepting the reality of what this football okay. team is. All right. So in being, you know, the ultimate objective person that I am, mm-hmm. my biggest. As you subtly give me the uh, the, the the subtle finger there. 
No, I'm scratching my nose. I'm not giving you the middle finger. If I want to give you the finger, I'd go like this. Whoa, oh, fair camp. There's no subtlety. Will that get us in trouble? The I don't camp? know. Oh. So now I'm changing my mind back on Jalen Hurts, the passer. That was what I was. That was what I was trying to figure out. I'm like, can this guy now? Did he make that leap to drop back and pick you apart last night early on? It was nothing but like screens. Like they're throwing. Uh, Easily dissected screens to Dallas Goddard that Seattle was right there for. Yeah, the throw. It's like a screen pass and out to A.J. Brown. I I, I got to look at Devontae Smith's numbers. It feels like Devontae Smith has fallen off the face of the earth or a deep heave. So now I'm, now I'm going back to question Jalen Hurts, the passer. This Eagles defense, obviously there's no way to defend it with all these different names that they have. Um, so Eagles defense... Has been exposed. You get props and credit for that. And Jalen Hurts now the pocket passer. I'm back to having questions. You have you get credit and props for that. Is he the the question that we may need to start kicking around on Hurts is like was last year just 2019 Lamar Jackson? Where regardless of what you think of Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's peak has definitely been his second year. That's where he was his at his very best as a passer, and people feel like he's never gotten back to that level. Is that going to be Hurts? Was Hurts a Hopefully. guy who the league adjusted to and adjusted to the looks they give, and he's not going to be able to have the same success as a passer moving forward? We go inside the star. That's dose one of the audio. We got even more coming up. 640. Michael Lombardi at 720. Peyton is spying on Filthy at 8 o'clock. We'll play that. Jerry Jones live at 830. But we found out that Mike McCarthy went off on a Cowboys coach on the sideline. What's going on with Zach Martin and a scary situation with J. Ron Curse and a Cowboy fan that went over the line. Inside the Star, next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A glorious Tolo Tuesday after Monday night football and the Dallas Cowboys are still alive. Bobby, summarize how, like Kevin Hagelin would, how this can play out down the stretch. So, uh, <laughs> basically, what this is that if you went out and Philly wins out, Philly's winning the division in all likelihood. You do need the Giants or the Cardinals to do you a solid, and you need to take care of your own business. I, I don't think it's even worth it to dive into, you know, okay, well, if you beat Miami or, or if you lose to Miami but win the others or lose to Detroit win the others, and this is a scenario because the reality is Dallas just needs to win out. That's what Dallas needs to do. Dallas lost a golden opportunity 
now that we see Seattle beating Philadelphia with a backup quarterback doing what they did, it, it makes that loss to Buffalo all the more painful. Where it's like, man, if you would have if you would have just shown up and played your game, then you would have been in a prime position to win the division now. Now you're you're banking on some help. Uh, but ultimately, it just comes down to you need another loss from Philadelphia, and you need to handle business. And if I am Vegas and I'm setting the odds, let's just be real about it. This is not the show or station to come to if you want to be a homer. I think a lot of people learned that yesterday when I had to backhand them on social media. Yes, with my little hands. Uh, <laughs> the, the Eagles should still be the favorite. I would still pick the Eagles to win the NFC East. Sure. Because of the, the, the schedule is, 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 is night and day. In the comparison, right now, today, I'm picking the Cowboys to lose to the Dolphins. That right there would probably end it. Unless you believe that Tommy Cutlets has some type of New York magic after the diva wants to rip off local bakeries and pizzerias hey. in the metropolitan area with his $20,000 appearance fee. We saw them score six points against the Saints. You don't feel good about the Miami matchup. The Detroit Lions may be the most physical of the three teams in this stretch, Buffalo, Miami, Lions, I'm going to not pick the Cowboys to win both of those games, and I would have to lean. Yes, do I think the Giants can do something and and, and scare Philly? Yes, but common sense would, would have to tell you that the Eagles are going to win those games. Vegas is still going to have Philly as the favorite, as they should. You know what's interesting the is... The Eagles will win the NFC East, is what I'm trying to say. I, I think that's the likely scenario. I think even, obviously, it was before last night, before the Seattle game, but Philadelphia, I think, was 83% chance to win the division, according to ESPN yesterday. And, and I mean, that's... Before, after? Before the game. And so, now that Seattle's won, I, I don't know where it would be. But it's still, the likelihood, even as bad as Philly's playing, is Philly's going to be a, a probably healthy favorite in each of these last three games. Dallas is an underdog to Miami. The Giants spread is already out. Guess what it is? Pepe, you're the fill-in expert gambler with Choppy gone. It's in Philadelphia. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ten. Good job. Ten and a half. Okay. Ten and a half. Giants to cover. They. I mean, they don't win games, but they've won. They've won like one game by double digits this year. That's not. That's not their mo. I know, but you always. And it drives me freaking crazy, and I don't want to fight with you. Ooh, I do. You always leave out who they've played. You you just you you just act like it's the same teams on everybody's schedule. They are about to reap the rewards of playing tougher teams because their final three games are a joke. So when you barely beat Buffalo or you barely beat Kansas State or whatever these games are, I don't even remember the schedule. I just remember it was a gauntlet. You have to factor that in and include it. There's a reason that no, Nostradamus, Angela Cataldi said, they will lose to Seattle and they will win out. The city will then have their belief only to be crushed in the first round of the postseason. But they are, what you're, what we're talking about here, Bobby, is the opposite of playing a tough schedule because they have a cakewalk at the end. Okay, but you also got to remember, yeah, that that's true. But also you have to look at, you beat the Patriots by five. You beat the Commanders by three and seven. You lose by six to the Jets. They have not beat down teams, even the bad ones. They play close games against everybody. That's okay. just what they do. Okay. So I think ten. I, I just think ten and a half points is a giant spread for a bad defense and for a quarterback that doesn't look like he knows how to throw right now. 
Who would you pick to win the division? Philly. Okay. Pepe, anything different? Yeah, I'll still go with Philly. I mean, it's all in their hands right now. I'll, I'll say this. If Dallas and Philly, if Philly had to play Dallas's stretch of games right now, and not that Dallas had to play Philly, yeah. but if they had to play the same stretch of games, I think Dallas comes out of that with a better record than Philly does right now. I think that's fair. Uh, let's go inside the star. Mike McCarthy, when asked about the play of the Cowboys' defensive line in Buffalo, quote, we're not passing out any game balls. Dan Quinn said that they were disappointed with the tackling and their ball hawking. Those two areas are their secret sauce, and the defense, like both, has nothing to do with home versus away or turf versus grass. I think that was the biggest impact of the game for us. So Dan Quinn and McCarthy talking about the D-line and the tackling. Yeah, and and some of the over-pursuit and some of the aggressiveness that they play with. It's, it's interesting. We've sat here and talked about the physicality. We recorded yesterday. Brian and I well, did Love of the Star. And Brian felt like after watching the tape, he's like, I don't, he's like, I actually don't think they got as out physical as it looked. Ooh. He's like, I think they just, they were, they blocked everything up. I, he said, I think they, they had some really good scheme design and they're blocking and everything else. He's like, I, I think that that was a bigger problem than anything else. He said that, he also said that he thinks the offense, this was an interesting analogy I thought that he gave. He's a big racing fan. Brian is. He said that he thinks McCarthy went in there with a rain soaked game plan and the feel it it wasn't the monsoon they thought it would be for the first two quarters. And so he said it's similar to that's if you prepare for a race and you're preparing and you put, you know, rain tires on basically, you're yeah. not gonna go anywhere on the track. Oh. And so he said that he thinks that they just basically prepared for one setting and and a belief of how the game and the conditions were going to be and that their offense wasn't prepared going into it well that makes me feel worse (laughs) you 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 don't have the other game plan that you've had all season long and lighting people up when you're like huh let me look at the sky here it's not raining it's not 35 mile per hour winds let's not stick with the bill parcells grinded out game plan he also said the say he thought the safeties for buffalo were a big key in this one because they did play the cover two shell. So everything else was covered up pretty well underneath. And it's just the safeties weren't biting on things. Like he said, specifically, we've seen safeties a lot this year bite on the Brandon Cook's vertical route and they leave things open for the dig to CD Lamb. He said Poyer wasn't biting on any of it and that he just stayed, you know, disciplined the whole time, which that was one of the things that. Is he the one with the hot wife? Who? Jordan Poyer? The one who wants to be a, like his wife wanted oh, to be yes. a cowboy last year? Yeah. Rachel Bush. Rachel Bush. Mm-hmm. And mm. Poyer did the see that's that ayahuasca man, that's a that that's 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 a point for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers got him on that ayahuasca to make him quit drinking, and he gave up alcohol, and now he's just feeling the game on another level. I mean, he's he is a high IQ. But Rachel but, Bush. I mean, she. I'll she take is a little drinking. sip. Yeah, <laughs> bet, you, bet you will, Peyton. That I mean, it's it's one of those things where when those safeties are is. Poyer's not the player he once was. He's just, he's, I mean, he's lost a step. He's not as physically, he is still incredibly sharp. He was, one of the things that we had, you know, had in the game notes leading up to the game was like, the safeties are not going to make mistakes. They're, they're, they're not going to make the same plays they once did, but they're not going to gift you anything because they're really disciplined and really smart. And that's what ultimately, when they went into that cover two, kind of protected them was that, that really high IQ play from guys like Jordan Poyer. So not some new schematic Wrinkle. No, no, Brian, and, and I haven't gotten a chance to watch the, the tape on it yet, but Brian had said that it was basically the guys covering underneath did a good job of filling the space, and then the safeties were just disciplined and didn't have any busts, and that was that was what it came down to. Wow. 
Brian brought us Love of the Star. Uh, fantastic and different, unique insight. Uh, asked about Mozzie Smith. Dan Quinn said he played strong and square inside. Tank and Donovan Wilson, bright spots with their usual physicality. Nose tackle Carl Davis stepped in well in his team debut. The defense had 12 missed tackles. 12. Boy, I mean, that right there just sounds like everybody was really good, though. So how did they give up yeah. 179 rushing yards to James Cook if everybody was square and played great and yeah. stepped in where they needed to? Dan Quinn Dan, is... Dan Quinn's usually pretty pretty direct with his criticism. He'll say, yeah, he? yeah he'll, he'll usually say, like, hey... He Everything won't... that comes out of Dan Quinn's mouth to me just feels... Nice and he, he'll say so likable. He'll say it in a nice way, but he will say typically his line is one of his buzzwords is you, you know Mike McCarthy has the it's just like anything and and stuff like that. Dan Quinn's is not up to our standard. That's a, that's the way he levels harsh criticism. So he'll say, yeah, look, you know, uh, for instance, if Deron Bland got beat, he'll go, yeah, Deron knows like we didn't play up to our standard in coverage, but that didn't even say play up to our standard for a lot of those guys. It sounded like everybody was an all pro. Well, yeah. And, and Micah Parsons has been called out a little bit by the fan base for not playing the run. Marcus Spears, Tolo, living in the Metroplex on ESPN last night, did something I haven't heard anyone else do with a microphone when it comes to Micah. I'm going to tell you this. I love Micah Parsons. One of my favorite players. I love Uh-oh. him as a dude. Somebody got to coach him how to defend the run Uh-oh. when he's on the edge. And, and I know nobody want to say it because we, we, to, we, we talk about how great he rushes the pass. Nobody can defy that. But if I'm going to talk about other players that, that have parts of their game where I, I see as a weakness, if he's going to play the edge in Dallas, he has to learn how to set the edge. He got to learn how to stop putting his shoulders in the offensive lineman and use his hands and be effective in that regard. And when they don't block him, he has to be able to understand how to affect plays in that regard. So a lot of this about Dallas, to your point, RC, is mentality and how we play. The most devastating thing was that for me. Physicality, and more importantly, they didn't even look like they knew how to fit the run yeah. more more than anything. And that, that's something we'll get into the interest. Which that's consistently been their issue this year. Like when they have problems in the when they have problems in the run game, a lot of times it is their run fits are bad. They're stepping up into the wrong gap. They're reading things incorrectly. That happens to them and and has happened to them going back all the way to the Rob Marinelli and Chris Richard days and then through Mike Nolan and then through Dan Quinn, honestly. Dan Quinn's done a great job in a number of respects for this defense. He's fixed a ton of their problems. The one area where this team, regardless of it seems like the personnel they have here or whatever else they do, that defense, their run fits are just not very good. What happened between Bones Fossil and Mike McCarthy? We all saw a conversation taking place on the sidelines. Clarence Hill reports that Bones got chewed out by McCarthy for the blocked punt call that involves Sam Williams. It was a one-man block call. The Cowboys had a return on. Fossil didn't let McCarthy know he was making the call. He was told it was not his decision to make. So that's Mike McCarthy and Bones Woo. going at it a little bit, according to Chill. Bones getting the, the treatment of a, a reporter in a post-game press conference from McCarthy. <laughs> Jeez, listen to that. that I mean, a- this would seem to this would seem though that why are Mike that, McCarthy's right. But but why is that even a thing? Like like why why are we Week 15 having confusion about who's, like, got the authority to make calls. 
Or, or why does Bones Yeah, because there shouldn't why, be any confusion. The head coach has the authority. I know, and Bones has been here for four years coaching with Mike McCarthy. You're telling me four years into this, 15 weeks into this specific season, you guys are still confused about who's able to make those calls and who should make those calls and how that communication goes? Mm. Why is that still an issue? Right. What are you hearing about Zach Martin? It's, so here's the thing. This is... This uh, you got to be very careful with this because there have been a couple different times this year where they say, ah, Tyron's on track to play, and then Tyron doesn't play. Because they're sounding optimistic. Malik Hooker was on track to play, and then he didn't play this past weekend. They sound like they are optimistic that Zach Martin will be able to go. I think having trouble coming back into the game and having a giant ice pack basically taped around your quad, it's tough to see me. It's tough for me to see him coming back just seven days later. Look how quick this kid is on the fan. Camp. I know he freaking. He didn't know I was going to talk about Zach Martin. Take notes, Carter Freeman. No, nobody knows what I'm going in with the segment. And Ryan is back on the attack live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Man, may, if if he spent as much time on the fan cam as he does his fantasy team, we we'd have those things from Carter. That's right. Uh, no, no, but he, he he. They talked about yesterday. Mike McCarthy said he's got a, a shot to play. That's one of his standard lines. He's 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 definitely got a shot to be available for us. Steven yesterday talked to to K and C. Said that. It was looking a little more optimistic than they initially thought. So that's the line there. I would be surprised, though, if he plays this weekend. That's just where it stands right now on Tuesday. We have more audio of the Eagles melting down and turning on each other. And Bobby Belt's very first therapy session. How scary did that get? Next on Sean and RJ. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hertz drops back, has time, loads up, throws. A.J. Brown, the defense. It's intercepted! Does he keep his feet in? He- does Seahawks ball the interception made by Love? This guy's going nuts for the Seahawks defense, making big plays. I've been texting Howard Eskin since last night. That little freaking Burger King clown wanted to trash talk me yesterday at 2:20 p.m. How about them Cowboys? Four o'clock. I wrote back. Hopefully you get yours tonight and lose to Cutlets. 10:30 last night. Ha 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 ha. Suck it, fool. And then he didn't respond. He was too busy trying to cover up for Jalen Hurts in the locker room. After Jalen Hurts questioned the commitment of the Eagles, Howard's like, whoa, whoa. I think that might be overboard. You know, so obviously he's on the team payroll compromising his journalistic morals and integrity that he's supposed to keep and hold working in that city for so long. And then this morning at 558, I said, good morning. That was a lame attempt to try to cover up for Hurts. You all are falling apart, and I know his old ass is up because that's what old people do. Yeah. And it's an hour difference, so it's 
742 there, and now the Burger King has gone into hiding. This team doesn't know Ooh, how to the lose. Wolves. And Peyton has been spying on Filthy, and we have our first freak out as what, Pepe? What do they just call for? The callers in Philadelphia want Marcus Mariota over Hurts. <laughs> they want Hurts out. Three straight losses, get him out. Not on my team. Does David does David Carr look? <laughs> yeah, vindicated. That, <laughs> does he look that ignorant and clueless now? I mean, I think Marcus Mariota could have thrown a touchdown pass in the last three weeks. Man, that's what David Carr suggested because Hurts isn't right. And look, this is going to be a fascinating dissection of Jalen Hurts as well. Is he off or has he come back down to earth from last season? Has the league figured something out or is he injured? Which one is it? Because he just heaving balls up. Like, there was no reason to throw that last interception last night. Unless you are absolutely certain the safety is not coming over to make that play. You were 12 or 13 yards from freaking Jake Elliott being a hero again to send that game into overtime does he risk it now now he is there's no questioning i i don't believe there there's never been any questioning about jalen hurts's leadership skills like he's considered well, i have some questions about it now the man doesn't open his mouth like he doesn't <laughs> I mean, talk liter- it's literally, he's literally, literally weekend at bernie's playing quarterback for them he goes he's dead his lips don't move he, he just he, looks like he's dead inside yeah i'm like does this guy get excited do i have any Video from Alabama or in the past or Oklahoma of him getting hype. But my question is, is there any, do you think there's any factor of, you, you remember we talked about how when, when the Colorado struggle started, when Dion started throwing the offensive line under the bus and they were just kind of like, those guys probably had to feel like, okay, is right. this what we're going to do? Like, do you think there's any bit of with Jalen Hurts playing the way he has over the last few weeks that there's some guys on the roster going, so we're going to talk about commitment. We're not going to talk about you forcing two interceptions late. That's what we're going to point to. Stinking. That's, we're just going to talk about the defense. Being I love terrible. it. I love it. Toxic. Stir it up. Poison yes. the well. Yes. I love dissension. I, I love. I love the 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 culture breakup. I'm ex- I'm so excited. And then you had Darius Slay, big play, who you've always said is overrated. We've disagreed on that. Um, you definitely were right about James Bradbury. My lord, did he get picked on to lose that game? Darius Slay, after the Cowboys game, went went vo- went viral for this. My eyes from the field, them guys were like they was having fun, you know, playing for each other. Uh, they was excited for each other. Uh, no fingers pointing. More of a, like, team bonding. You know what I'm saying? They looked like they were more, like, team-oriented to them, to me, personally. Just, like, the fact that whatever happened, anything that went wrong, they countered it. Like, uh, when we scored a touchdown, came out, them guys came back out there and still, you know, played. They ain't probably, you know, point fingers at Dak for fumbling the ball or whatever, all that kind of nonsense. They just seem like they're just like, hey, bro, next play, play, play ball. You know what I'm saying? We had that mentality for sure. We do. But at times, you know, as you just look at the game, it just feel like a lot, a lot of guys feel sometimes defeated. Wow. There's something here. There's something here in filthy commitment. Darius Slay, y'all, y'all were ten and three. Let, let's imagine just for a second that if we were to talk during this segment and Kristen were at home listening, your wife, yes, my wife, and I were to just start going, you know, Sean, what I I, I love about you and Amanda is it just seems like as a couple you guys have fun, like you guys <laughs> you guys love each other, and like I mean I really envy that, and 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 it, it's something that I really admire is is the fun and the love you share and the way that you're there for each other. Yeah. I'm in 
massive trouble when I get home. Yes. I, I cause a massive fight doing that. Yes. Darius Slay just did the equivalent of that for a football team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube, truckwreck.com text line is open at 877-881-1053. Michael Lombardi, one of my favorites, former NFL GM, on who's winning the East and what is wrong with Filthy. He'll join us at 720, but I'm not, I'm not even looking forward to Jerry Jones more than this right now. This is the recap of Bobby Belt's first ever therapy session. Yeah, I went to uh, I went to therapy yesterday for the first time, which I've uh, I, I've never betterhelp.com slash Sean and RJ. Yes, that's uh, that's one avenue you can take. I, I I've never been one who was who was gung ho about the idea of therapy. Not that I don't think it can't help. I, I absolutely think it can help. I know people who it's it's helped a great deal. I just have always felt like knowing the way I cynically approach things, and and they, I'm I'm very hard headed. Um, I, I'm almost, uh, defiant at times just to prove myself wrong I'm, I'm, or, or just to prove myself right. I I'm very, very stubborn. And so I know that I would be pretty difficult for somebody, but after, uh, what was the reason for going? I, it's just been suggested a lot lately <laughs> by a lot of people that not, are just like, not, not me. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who are like, you, you could probably, uh, stand to go, whether it just be because. You know, my mom died when I was 16 or just, you know, the, the fact of like we got three kids and the oldest one has, has had his trouble and the stresses of all that and everything else that I was just told like, you but could have probably you been, do you, stand. Do you feel like you've been acting differently or bizarre or outside the norms? No, I think that what it is, is that Kristen would probably say at time, it, it's very interesting. I, I went into this therapy session and I had told I, I had told the lady there. And timing wise, because I had people text me personally, uh and we're not gonna get into it. It's Ooh, your decision. We but should. No, it's your business. <laughs> Sunday you just suffered a massive family loss as well. So yeah. it's like I thought you were gonna possibly cancel this session yesterday. Well, I was thinking about just co hosting with Peyton. Uh, and keeping you home and out of work. And then I was like, no, nah, I don't want to lose this bonus. Uh, but <laughs> Did you just see Peyton light up no. when, when you said co-host with Peyton? No, he, I didn't. He want, come on. I didn't want to look, look at him. him. He wants family members of mine to die more frequently. Jeez, <laughs> look at that. Yeah. So you had a, you had a, you had a close family loss on yeah. Sunday leading right into this. Yeah, it, it was it was my mom's cousin who was uh, basically, she was like my mom. Like she kind of stepped in and was kind of like my mom when my mom passed. And so it, it was... Uh, Timing was probably good, um, but I, I walked in there and I told her, I was like, look, I'll be completely honest. I'm here to get people off my back. Like, I'm just here to, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know that this is a fit for me. And one of the things that was interesting about this dynamic was, and I didn't know this until I'd looked it up going into it. This is kind of an interview on both sides. When you step in there for the first time, like she very easily could have said, I, I could have said, yeah, I really want to see you. And she could have said, yeah, I don't think I'm a fit. I, I don't think I want to take you on as a patient. Like, it is something where really? she's kind of interviewing you and seeing if it's a fit just as much as you're seeing if it's a fit for you. Okay. And so I had heard that, and by the end of the session, I was like, oh, yeah. She was like, yeah, I think we, we you know, I think we can start doing this. Blah, blah. And I was like, wow, I guess I just got approval. I didn't realize I was being interviewed right. here. But, um, no, I would stepped in, and I told her, like, hey, this is what it was. And I said, you know, my wife is one who thinks that this would probably be pretty beneficial, pretty helpful. I, I, I don't know what it is. She's like, all right, well, instead of just asking you what your goals are for this, she's like, I, I guess I'm just going to ask you this. Since you you are saying that you're here just to get people off your back, if your wife was sitting here right now, what would she tell me you need therapy for? Try to get into her shoes and tell me what you need it for. 
I was like, I don't she she would probably say that my issue is that I have pretty consistently a a fairly negative commentary that kind of runs in my head. I am the one who definitely does see, and you guys have seen this behind the scenes. I do trend towards the this is probably going a negative direction. Right. If there's two negative options, it's going this way. Right. I, I'm the one who, if I place a phone call and Kristen doesn't answer the phone, my default, if I'm not around her, is she might have been in a car accident and she's dead right now. Right. Like, that's kind of where my mind jumps. Pretty extreme. Yeah, it's extreme. It's aggressive. But I immediately jump into a panic. We've, I, I know I've mentioned this on the air before. When, we had, when the kids were babies, like, I would wake up in the middle of the night and just think they weren't breathing. Like, even though they were. And so once a week, probably, for the first year each of the girls were alive, Kristen was woken up to me telling her, uh, Laura's not breathing. Wow. And Kristen wakes up and thinks it's real for a second and doesn't realize I'm half awake and anxious and panicking. And so we we talked a little bit, and she had told me, she was like, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, if if you're willing to let your guard down... I think this could be good for you because it can't be your friends are telling you. It can't be that your wife is telling you. You gotta want to do it. Yeah, she's like, you have to want to do it. She's like, because otherwise you'd just be sitting here wasting your money and rolling your eyes, and it, it's a waste of time for you. And I don't want to do that. Right. I was like, okay, but I said, you know, let my guard down. I feel like I've let my guard down here, and I feel like I, I'm pretty open. And that's when she she hit me with something that I was like, interesting. And and Kristen thought was an accurate assessment. She said, yeah, I, I think that you uh, you present like you're an open book. She's like, I think you're strategically vulnerable is oh, the word she used. Let me write that down. Yeah, strategically vulnerable. Strategically I was like, vulnerable. Okay, what does that mean? And she's like, I think you're vulnerable to a point, and it gives off the illusion that you're really open so that the things you conceal, people don't even think to ask you about things you might be concealing because they think you're such an open book. That That's me. I feel... I feel like you tricked me. That's what she that. apparently says. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I think, said the other day, I'm like, you're you're a diarrhea of the mouth. You I think fell that's, everything. That's what I think. Yeah. I, the the one area where it'll probably happen is like I I have no problem talking about anything. The if I get if something's upsetting to me, I might just then go, well, I'm not going to share my thoughts on it. Right. I will talk about the issue just soberly. But I won't want to then go into like, all right, well, this is upsetting to me. I don't want to talk about how much like I'm bugged by it. So right. we'll just we'll internalize and move on, which probably is not healthy. And she indicated me. So she did say, let's get you a second session. She's like, I, you know, we're, we're not going to make any commitments long term because we got to see if this is something that you're you're comfortable with or that it's a fit for you. But we'll we'll get a second session on the book. So I leave, do have a second. Did one. you leave it feeling like you got something out of it? Yeah, I felt like, uh, honestly, when I walked out of it in self-reflection, I was like, I got to not sit there and try and play psychological chess the whole time. Yeah. Which is what I was doing. <laughs> not on purpose, but right, it right. was naturally just kind of what I did tell her. It was interesting. She's like taking notes on a notepad, but she's not writing all the time. Right. So like at one point I was like, yeah, I do try to, I, I'm actively almost at all times trying to read whoever I'm talking to. Right. And what I don't have a read on, I fill in with my assumptions, which probably isn't healthy. And as I'm saying this, she starts writing it down. <laughs> and I was like, you haven't written anything down for 15 minutes. Why is this getting a note? What does episode. it say? What are, you, what are you writing over there? I know. What are you writing? She, she, and like, I mean, it was just, she wrote, scribbled some notes down occasionally, but it did have the, uh, the, the couch. It had the cliche couch. Oh. Um, but it was very, she was very relaxed. She sat down. She like threw on a cardigan and like had like a blanket over there. Well, she had a nose ring. What do you expect? I mean, she was, she, she was very, she was very comfortable and, uh, it was good. I, I think that it was, it was good. Well, good job, Bob. I'm proud of you. Part, Thank you. Part two of the Roberto therapy. At 820. We did have a breakthrough, yeah. We did have a breakthrough. Jerry Jones, right after 
that. All right, it's Sean and Bobby Choppy out for the week. The Rangers lose another starting pitcher. You got Mavs, Stars, and this former Cowboy has been thrown out of the NFL for the rest of the year. That's next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 